You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get ready for tonight's NBA action and bring in Bob Stanley and Oma's Prop Holiday. Prop analyst for PicksWise, also on Twitter at Prop Holiday. Bob, good morning to you. And I want to ask you, because we are going to talk about NBA, are you a huge baseball guy? Or are you strictly about basketball? Or are there certain sports that you stick to and not others? I am strictly football and basketball. Occasionally, I'll handicap some PGA. Occasionally, I'll, I'll handicap some UFC. These are sports I've played in some capacity. I was uh, I was the kid in, in right field as a child. I never liked baseball. It was not my sport. Um, and it is far too labor-intensive to handicap baseball. It's, it is a grind. So I am NBA and NFL mostly. Well, you are not wrong about that because we handicap baseball every day on the show. And as you know, you can go into – numbers and numbers and numbers and get into the weeds and just make your eyes cross. So let's talk a little NBA tonight. And before I get into your specific picks, this is something you've done for a long time. I certainly know your work from picks wise, and I haven't talked to you yet on the show. I know you've been here, but can you tell me a little bit about your process? Because each person has a different way that they go about looking at props or looking at numbers. So what do you do specifically when you're trying to figure out something that you want to bet? Sure. Well, I mean, it, it starts out, I, I do follow kind of the, the plus EV standard. I created a, a, a small little tool on Excel. You get a player's rebounds per minute. You project their minutes. You trickle in some standard deviation, normal distribution, and you compare that to the line that the book's getting. Am I getting value? And once I have a small subset of lines where I feel I'm getting value over the book, now I bring in kind of my MBA brain and I say, well, does this fit? a minute's play does this fit a rotation is this a good defensive matchup so a lot of people are strictly data driven a lot of people like to bet off feel and gut i like to think i I mix the two pretty well right and especially in the postseason it's a little different than handicapping the regular season because you said it sometimes the rotations change from series to series so you can see a player that's not getting a ton of minutes in the past series but because of the matchup they're going to get more playing time I see somebody on your card that maybe is an odd man out who maybe he's not getting those minutes. Who is it? For me tonight, it's Lonnie Walker. His his points prop is set at seven and a half. I'm feeling pretty strong about the under. Guy had six points in game one. I do feel, I mean, it's not a feel. He had 10 and a half minutes in the first half, cut down to eight and a half minutes in the second half. You saw Darvin Ham make the adjustment, go a little bit heavier with Rui uh, Hachimura, who had a lot of success defensively on Jokic so he's Lonnie Walker's a boomer bus guy everyone's going to remember the big game five and the game five or game four in the fourth quarter he had 15 points I I think a lot of that comes with minutes I think Vanderbilt gets a little bit more minutes tonight 
And he's kind of the odd man out when you look at Reeves, Schroeder, and Russell as your three guards. Um, with Lonnie Walker, I, I think he gets cut a little bit tonight in favor of Vanderbilt and Rui. We're talking with Bob Stanley, a.k.a. Prop Holiday, as a prop analyst for PicksWise. Okay, I see a bet on LeBron here, and I, I love when someone bets on a superstar because it's hard to find value, but you think you found it. So, you know, I, I came here with a, with a LeBron bet, and then, you know, spoiler alert, there's also going to be an Anthony Davis bet. And I know that seems kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of sad to say, you go, oh, I can bet on LeBron James. No, for me, what I love seeing from LeBron that we have not seen in the regular season and what you don't see from aging superstars is getting to the free throw line. That's usually the biggest indicator when someone's aging out in their career. How often are they going to the free throw line and attacking the basket? He was 11 free throw attempts in game one. He had 11 free throw attempts in game six against the Warriors. This is what you want to see from LeBron. He's getting closer to that finals. So now he's getting more aggressive. Free throw attempts equal points for me. Um, he was able to hunt Jamal Murray in those switches. He was He's still at 38 years old, able to get to the basket whenever he wants. These are easy buckets for him. And he didn't really shoot well from three in game one. If that turns around, I think we're starting to see more LeBron in that 27 to 30 point range, which is what he's done in the last two games, versus the 25s in the earlier round. So his line's 25 and a half. It's minus 108 if you shop it around. Um, I like this line. I don't think we're going to see another 23-point performance from Austin Reeves, uh, and LeBron should not go down 0-2 in a series if he wants to make it back to the finals. So I'm going over 25.5 points for LeBron tonight. I think he gets aggressive again. Also plays into the conspiracy theory of the superstars get the calls, especially when you're <laughs> named LeBron James, and it feels like the association wants you to play a big role in the postseason. Speaking of superstars, it was a matchup of big men in game one where both Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic went absolutely off. You think it's another yeah. big night for AD? I do. And it's, again, it's it's more than matchup related. We look at round one, he's playing Memphis. It's Sharon Jackson, defensive player of the year. We go to round two, Kevon Looney did a good job. They made a trade. They made a switch halfway through the series. He had Draymond Green and some help and they really made the focus on um, on Anthony Davis to be a defensive prowess, rim running, you know, protecting the basket. In this series, he has to continue to attack Jokic. And in game one, he had his best offensive output the entire postseason. I don't think that's a coincidence. He had 40 points. And even with 40 points, I felt like he left a few baskets out there. He had a couple easy floaters that normally fall for him. They just weren't they just weren't falling. Um, and that was kind of early in the first quarter where he was still getting his legs underneath him. I go back to the free throw angle, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, um, you know, Emphasis is going to be on the defensive end for him, but 48 points in the paint given up by Denver in game one, that's a recipe for success for this Lakers team. They really figured it out in that fourth quarter. So um, got more aggressive, Anthony Davis. When we talk about, talked about coaching before with Malone and, and Darvin Ham, seven free throw attempts in the second half for Anthony Davis mm. versus four in the first half. They know what their bread and butter is. It's going to be pounding away at Jokic, hopefully getting him in foul trouble in some capacity and putting him on the bench because they're winning those minutes when Jokic sits. So we were talking about coaching. You just mentioned coaching. When you were looking at a prop or maybe adjustments, what sort of emphasis or how much emphasis do you put on coaching? In a series like Miami and uh, Boston, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, Mike Malone, you have to expect, is going to make some adjustments tonight. They had the success with Rui Hachimura and then bringing Anthony Davis in to kind of shade him. So there will be some adjustments. Does it come at the expense of cutting Aaron Gordon minutes in favor of a Bruce Brown? Maybe they go smaller. But I've actually been impressed with what Darvin Ham has done. I know he's a young coach. He's coached fairly well in this postseason. But you could also make the argument that's that's LeBron James kind of pulling the strings behind the, behind the scenes. Either way, um, I do think there's going to be some – changes tonight is it you know at Aaron Gordon's expense I don't know love what Bruce Brown did uh in game one but for for the Lakers we know what that adjustment is it has to be Rui Hachimura would not be shocked if at some point he starts in this series maybe not tonight but if they go down 0-2 back to LA we may see Rui inserted into that that uh that lineup and also every time I see him on the court I'm like why is this guy not playing the entire game he's a good player a good pickup for the Lakers Let's switch gears to the Eastern Conference where we have the Celtics and the Heat. The Heat stealing game one in which they shot the lights out from the three-point line, but also a lot of those threes were unguarded. What do you make of this series? Do we see a better performance from the Celtics in game two? This was tough. So I, you know, I'm watching the game last night, preparing for the show. I had, you know, I'm taking notes and my first half notes and my second half notes are polar opposites. So you, you mentioned the, the 51%, 51% from three uh, for the Heat as a team. Are we going to expect 15 points from Caleb Martin again? Probably not. 15 points from Gabe Vincent again? Probably not. Biggest disparity in this series, it's the coaching. It's, you know, it's not a coincidence. The Heat scored 46 points in the third quarter. Joel Mazzulla didn't call a timeout. Now the Celtics go on a seven, just to flip that, the Celtics go on a 7-0 run to start the fourth quarter. Spo calls a timeout 90 seconds into the second into that fourth quarter. These are little things yeah. that are going to make a world of difference in a series. Jimmy played 30, you know, 35 points, unbelievable. Bam had a great game. Kyle Lowry's going to need to keep chipping in uh, 15 points. Um, I just I don't know if we can expect the same offensive output from a Caleb Martin and a Gabe Vincent. If we look at the Celtics side of these things. Has any tandem been more frustrating than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for how good they actually are? Jalen Jason uh, Jalen Brown is probably the worst dribbling All NBA player that's not a center I've ever seen. It's so frustrating how many turnovers he had in the fourth quarter, and then Jason Tatum had no field goal attempts in the fourth quarter. How can this guy have 51 in a game seven? Say he's one of the best players on the planet and not have a field goal attempt in the fourth quarter of game one at home? That blows my mind. So can the Heat sustain this when you talk about, you know, we know about the injuries that they've had. They're not a deep team. And I keep thinking at some point, because Jimmy is overdoing it, you've got guys, as you were talking about, contributing that you wouldn't normally think could contribute at a consistent level. And yet here they are. Is this sustainable for the rest of this series and into the NBA Finals possibly? Can they get three more wins with the tertiary pieces playing over – over their potential, I would say, in game right. and sitting Caleb. I don't I don't think so. I think eventually Boston is that talented, they figure it out. Al Horford is I have to think, even though he's getting up there, he's got some minutes on him, he's gonna have to turn around. He played horrible last night. Um, I do still think Boston wins this series. But you have to have some doubt in the back of your mind dropping game one at home and knowing the coach on the other side of the sidelines is going to outcoach your coach every single night. You just can't have these lapses from your two best players in Tatum and Brown. I do think they figure it out, but it, it has to be worrisome in some capacity. 
We appreciate him being with us. He is Bob Stanley, a.k.a. Prop Holiday, prop analyst for PicksWise. Follow him on Twitter, Prop Holiday. Bob, great to meet you and great analysis as well. We appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be back, whatever, uh, and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.